The views, opinions, and comments expressed by hosts, guests, and callers of this show are not necessarily those of this station, its parent company, Telesouth Media, its staff, management, or advertisers. Content of this broadcast cannot be duplicated or used in any way without the express written consent of Telesouth Media Incorporated. Now, join us for Advisors Roundtable with your hosts, certified financial planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus. It's professional advice for your life. Welcome to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified financial planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus with you right here on Super Talk Radio. Thanks for joining us, however you're joining us, whether it's in the dot-com world or whether you're uh, on the old-fashioned radio, mm-hmm. you know, like a 94.3 or blogging or somewhere. those fancy things called podcasts, yeah, right? Yeah, uh, Spotify and mm-hmm. all those kinds of... It, it's just amazing how the technical world has changed. The world has changed. We were having this conversation at church the other day, you know. How Ch- long ago was it, and it wasn't that long in my opinion, that you were watching <laughs> Inspector Gadget... <laughs> Look at his watch and talking to people and thinking, "Oh man, that'll never happen." No, Dick Tracy. Yeah, and, I, 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 and you yeah. can do that today. <laughs> yeah. In fact, my kids asked me what I wanted for Christmas, mm-hmm. and I told them I want to update my Apple Watch. Right. And you know, Apple can send me a little mm-hmm. money there if they yeah. you know want to for the little shameless plug. Because I really like it, and it syncs with my phone and blah blah blah, iPad, mm-hmm. whatever. And um, so, you know, I have the, um, the iteration number two, mm-hmm. and they're on iteration like six or seven yeah. now, yeah. you know. And my kids are like, well, Dad, you know, you, you know that that might come with like a $19 a month charge. What? Well, yeah, you know, because the new ones. They, you a know, subscription charge for your watch. Yeah, yeah, so that you can make calls mm-hmm. as opposed to just receive. I, I don't know, kind of blowing my brain there. I, I'm going to have to think about it. I don't. I don't remember the uh, the name of the movie, but I think it, it starred a guy named Paul Rudd, mm-hmm. uh, and he was like this surfer bum kind of guy, right? And uh, and he was telling whoever, maybe Ben Stiller, I think, in the movie, oh, you know, I don't. I don't really wear a watch. Okay. And you know, Ben Stiller. Well, how do you know when to be places, right? Well, my phone has a clock on it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there you yeah. go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe I don't need a watch. Yeah. Maybe you saved me a couple hundred yeah. bucks there, Bubba. Yeah. Thank, thank you for Looking very much. Looking out for you, $20 at a time, yeah, right? I really appreciate that. So speaking of looking out for me, tell me, elections, do they make a difference to me? I mean, are there really things that I need to be worried about in general elections and midterm elections and what's happening and what, some of that? Is that pertinent? Uh, so, uh, you know, I would say especially with uh, the city of Corinth, right? Okay. Where we're based and, and located. It seems like all we ever do is have elections, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, and the reason why is because the city is on one election calendar, the, the county is on another election calendar, and then in between there you've also got states uh, and feds, states and, feds and, and all that kind of stuff. So it seems like we're voting pretty regularly and often. Yeah, so you'd think yeah. I vote so much that things would be good. Right, right. <laughs> you know, all the mm-hmm. things I've been promised from local to national yep. and international mm-hmm. and UN yeah. and everything. Uh, I, I sent a text to a couple of individuals, and, and these are on the local level, and uh, obviously they're taking uh, office uh, as of yesterday, right? And, mm-hmm. I, and, and having been there in their shoes before, I said, you know, thank you for your service on the front end, right? Yeah, yeah. Congratulations on your elections and, mm-hmm. and winning those respective elections, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But I also do not envy them at all. 
<laughs> right? Right. You know, it, yeah. it, so it, it's a lot to take on mm-hmm. when you look at, uh, and I think it's really a calling uh, for those individuals to want to do that. Have you ever made this statement? People who are really qualified don't run. Have I have ever made that, that statement. I have made that statement. And did you and feel the like the reason it? I said that is mm-hmm. because of the actual toll that it takes on individuals who are doing that job, right? Yeah. And you may get jump into it mm-hmm. and you think you've got a couple of ideas and you got a little mm-hmm. extra time and you get in and you're like, ooh, there was government doesn't work this way. Mm-hmm. I can't come in and just, you know, control it like a benevolent dictator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, just because I come there in has to be consensus with with all of my great ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you, I may not even have a voice it, initially. I almost have to earn it within the fraternity. Sure. Hmm? Sure you do. So I get back to my first question. Does it really make any difference? Uh, you know, uh, practically speaking, and we're going to go through two or three things that I think um, are going to affect um, America um, related to some elections, mm-hmm. some decisions. Yep. But do you think people consciously realize is it making a difference to me? I, I think absolutely it makes a difference. Mm-hmm. And uh, and while many people m- may remain apathetic towards it, right, and say that it doesn't, mm-hmm. I think that they're wrong in their assumptions. Yeah. Uh, when you go back to presidential elections, mm-hmm. like the most recent presidential election that we had, mm-hmm. and how close that election was, mm-hmm. right, Mm-hmm. Uh, and how polarizing both sides mm-hmm. were in that case. Mm-hmm. When you look at statewide elections mm-hmm. and you know the laws that are made on a statewide level, how is that really going to affect my life on a daily basis? Right, right. On a local level, mm-hmm. right? Even I probably even more importantly, mm-hmm. how are the decisions that are made on a local level? going to affect me and my life and, and the things that are happening. Mm-hmm. And and I say that from like an economic development level, mm-hmm. from a rebuilding roads level, right? From a school level. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I've got young children mm-hmm. in the school system, mm-hmm. right? And I want to make sure that, I, you know, as an elected official, that I'm appointing the best qualified candidates to be on that school board mm-hmm. in order to provide the best schooling for my children so that they can have a leg up in life. Absolutely. So I, I think it's it's very, very important. It's very important, first of all, that I understand some of the issues. But secondly, I understand how I fit in and that I understand my vote counts. Mm-hmm. You made a, a, a point there related to the national election, you know, just one or two electoral votes here and there. Sure. Somebody else is in charge. Mm-hmm. Now, we could debate whether that's a good or a bad thing or it would have been better or worse. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, depending on where your heart is and where your mind is and what your opinion is on things, whether local or state or federal, it does make a difference. It does. Uh, and, and not only um, do the elections count and make a difference, I think individuals' voices make a difference, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that's the number one way that most people uh, vocalize is by going to the ballot box and, mm-hmm. and, and voting, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But even uh, on top of that, right, mm-hmm. being vocal about your opinions to those elected officials so that they hear from you, yep. I think, is even more important. Yep. So, you know, my dad was a minister, and sometimes some of the people in the congregation would come to him with certain 
um, opinions of things that should or mm-hmm. should not have happened. First of all, are you a member? Yeah. Secondly, are you giving any time and money? Mm-hmm. And thirdly, have I seen you at any of the board meetings? Right. Mm-hmm. If I ain't, your voice is not as loud. Sure. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> as I would. Mm-hmm. It's just a practical thing. So we're going to go to break and we're going to come back and talk about what do elections really mean to you and your pocketbook from the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable, Certified Financial Planners Bubba Labus, and yours truly Greg Cooler with you right here on Super Talk Radio and on the interwebs. And so uh, let's talk about elections, what they really mean to your pocketbook. The first thing that most people, even kids in school, would probably say is taxes. Mm-hmm. Huh? Taxes. Dreaded word, taxes. Yep. Do you like paying taxes? You know, there was this uh, whole tea party that occurred mm-hmm. because of taxation without representation, right? Uh, dumping in the mm-hmm. Boston Harbor, yeah. right? So, it, uh, But they, now I guess that we're represented. Taxes are okay, right? Oh, no. Uh, bring it up at the coffee shop yeah. and see what they tell mm-hmm. you. So, what is this aversion to taxes? Why? Because most people logically would say, "I understand taxes pay for the military. It pays for roads and bridges and sewers mm-hmm. and and benefits and, and all people to protect me and policemen and firemen." Right? I think all those are good things. Right. Mm-hmm. But then when you look at taxes and you see taxes going for uh, for salaries of individuals who don't seem to really do anything, oh. right? Or you see taxes going to projects that don't really benefit. The road to nowhere? The, the road to the, nowhere. The, the, or the bridge to nowhere. Bridge to nowhere. That yeah. sort of it doesn't seem to make any sense mm-hmm. or is just kind of pandering to one yeah. party mm-hmm. or one particular yeah. uh, mm-hmm. section of the country, whatever, right? right? Um, uh, taxes that would go for foreign aid, mm-hmm. I think, might be another hot button mm-hmm. for some individuals. Take why care we, of your own. Why are we taking our tax money and sending it over to this country, over you know wherever it is? Mm-hmm. And why would you do that, right? Yeah. yeah. Have you have you seen just if everybody stripped down and started looking from their underwear to their shirts and their jeans mm-hmm. and their shoes? Where's all that stuff come from? Right. Where is it made? Hmm. So, do you like those jeans? Do you like that shirt? Mm-hmm. Do you like that cut of underwear? Yeah. Uh, you want to pay twice for it? From a from a church perspective, right? Okay. I, and I don't want to equate this to taxes, but it, it's kind of the same principle and concept when you look at it in that regard. Mm-hmm. You give money to church and charity, and the church turns around and gives that money to foreign missionaries, and, and that sort of, how is that any different? Oh. Oh. Maybe a different what perspective to look at it. Oh. All right. So now you may not agree with you know the the, the foreign missionaries uh, there that there we go. <laughs> There we go. And that's probably the crux of the issue. Yeah, see, in principle, they can explain it to me in government class, and I think, you know, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. And then I I start thinking about, well, where is Bubba making the decision to send my dollars? Mm -hmm. Well, I don't like that country. I'd have sent it to another country, or I'd have kept it here and controlled my border, whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm throwing out opinions here from various sides of the aisle. And it, then it becomes, do I agree or disagree? Mm-hmm. And 
taxes sometimes uh, go to things that I may or not agree or disagree with. Correct. And sometimes the rate of taxes. Mm -hmm. I I think it's really two things that people have an issue with taxes. First of all, I think they have an issue with where they're used. Mm -hmm. I got no problem with you spending it on military. I got no problem you spend on police and firemen Mm -hmm. and roads and bridges and sewers and and power and maybe a little bit on on clean water. Mm -hmm. I'm good with that. But then some of this other stuff, then, you know, we're going to debate it. Mm-hmm. So that's number one. Where is it being spent and, and how? And then secondly, the amount you're going to charge me. Correct. To pay for all mm-hmm. that. You know, two or three or four percent. Mm-hmm. I can go along with that. Yeah. But you get to 15 and 24.3 and 39.6 percent mm-hmm. of my income. Ooh. That begins to pinch. Yeah, and it begins to get personal. Mm -hmm. So elections, uh, they determine people who are making those decisions. Yeah. Local, state, federal. When you were an elected official as an alderman in a small Mississippi town, how often did you have to make decisions about uh, taxes and revenues and budgets and those issues? It was a function that we did at every single meeting, mm. prioritizing the revenue that you had coming in and which project you you could complete or do, right. and or how you were going to finance that project. Right. And where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And ooh, you know, if we went up on taxes by another mill or two. Mm-hmm. Right? How much would that? Uh, yeah. Another percent or two. Yeah. How, how much more revenue? And then, and a lot of discussion. Right. A lot of opinion. Do we even need those things? Well, a lot of discussion, mm-hmm. a lot of opinion. So uh, you go to the polls, whether it's the general election, mm-hmm. local election, midterm election, Taxes. So I heard a, a, a statewide official, um, uh, Philip Gunn, who's uh, Speaker of the House of Representatives mm-hmm. on uh, Super Talk, I believe it was late last week, uh, talking about taxes and the new aluminum plant going in around uh, Columbus, Columbus right. the, the Golden Triangle area, mm-hmm. uh, et cetera, et cetera. And there was a lot of discussion about uh, employees that would work in that plant that were located in Alabama or lived in Alabama. Yeah, Pretty close to the yeah, board, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, geographically where the not, line is. Not too okay. far for them to, to have to pull from that area, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And I'm sure they're going to have to for the mm-hmm. number they're going to need, right? Right. Uh, and his argument was if, uh, if the state of Mississippi had done away with the state income tax, that question would not even be uh, asked at this oh. point because what would be the benefit of living and remaining in Alabama if there's no state income tax mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for these employees to come here, et cetera? Mm-hmm. Of course, mm-hmm. then, you know, the other question was, well, if you do away with the state income tax, where does that revenue come from, et cetera? Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So discussions, mm-hmm. opinions, uh, disagreements, uh, philosophies. Mm-hmm. All of those things are part of just one thing, taxes. Well, and, and it's not only the opinions, the disagreements, the you know, the philosophies, et cetera, et cetera. There's also, you know, the nuts and bolts of it, right? How are you gonna do it? How are you gonna do it? And how does it effectively uh, look when you, you pass tax reform or mm-hmm. tax changes and that sort of thing? Yeah. Yeah, who's going to collect it? Where's mm-hmm. it going to go? Who's going to make decisions mm-hmm. with it? And exactly what are the priorities? And yeah, yeah. 
So, uh, it is important. There are important things going to occur when you go to the ballot box. So, uh, I say yes. Number one, you're probably going to be thinking about taxes. Let's talk in a couple minutes about another issue, policy. Okay. All right, so you, you're going to have policy determined. Now, policy is what? Um, I would say uh, the rules, right? Okay. Policy right. is going to be a, a set of rules or a set of circumstances that, that are going to occur if something else happens, right? All right? If an event occurs, if something happens, mm-hmm. how are you going to deal with it? All right, so do you have a household policy when it comes to discipline? Yeah. You and your wife mm-hmm. have kind of, you know, put your heads together and mm-hmm. decided, you know, this is the way we're going to discipline yep. our children. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, we're going to close the door and, uh, you know, it, somebody's going to have to answer for right. whatever was broken mm-hmm. or whatever didn't get yeah. done or mm-hmm. whatever was spilled or whatever time yeah. frame wasn't uh, appreciated, right? Yeah. And, you know, even in that very sense, right, uh, mm-hmm. you look at discipline in a school district. Right. They have policies in place mm-hmm. in order to deal with certain offenses and, and disciplinary and issues. And my vote or my opinion about mm-hmm. who is on the school board will determine the policy about maybe how my child or grandchild is disciplined. That's right. Hmm? Mm-hmm. So policy is important? Yeah. Yeah. And so along with that policy, I think the conversation that you have about that policy is important. Okay. So myself, I feel like sometimes I fall a little right of Attila the Hunt, you know? <laughs> Did you tell yourself that or somebody else told you I think that? I've been told that, you know? Okay. Yeah. Um, but I think that there are times when, you know, mercy is, uh, is uh, you know, something that you need to look at. Yeah. And consider. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, before we got married, my, my father was a minister, but another minister was involved in a lot of the premarital counseling. My dad didn't want to talk to us about sex mm-hmm. you know, and a couple of other things. But one of the things we, we did talk about was discipline. One of these days, you know, hopefully your union will mm-hmm. uh, result in children, whether um, naturally or adopted or foster or whatever. You're going to have some children to be responsible for here. And my dad told me this, and I remember this, this statement related to discipline. He, he said, you know, when we judge ourselves, I want you to judge me based on my intent. I intended to get that report in on time. Bubba, I intended to call you back when you were sick. I intended to. Uh, so, I, I, you know, give me a little mercy here. But when I judge you, I want to judge you based on results. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not necessarily fair. Right. I want you to judge me one way, mm-hmm. and I want to judge you another. Yeah. I think a lot of times that's the way we do other people. Mm-hmm. I think that's a lot of times, uh, you know, when mercy is required, I don't want to give you any. But when I do something wrong, I want you to give me all the quarter you can. Uh, and many times when we're thinking about our elected officials, I think we judge them a little mm-hmm. harsher than we'd want to be judged if we were sitting in that that's seat. Right. And maybe if we thought about what it takes to be in that seat mm-hmm. and, and the responsibilities of that seat, I wouldn't be as hard on them, or at least I'd have a little mercy related to their policies mm-hmm. and some of the things they do related to my taxes. Sure. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to continue this discussion about what does 
an election mean to your pocketbook from the Advisors Roundtable. Thank you for hanging in there with us at the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio, Certified Financial Planners Cooley and Labus with you. So we're talking about, does my vote really matter? These elections really make a difference? Do I need to be involved? Do I need to worry? Do I need to turn on CNN or Fox? or, or, or Maybe I just want to get out of this. This seems too complicated and life doesn't seem to change that often, but it does. The effect of the elections does make things change around you. Taxes, policy, here's one, appointments. Uh Okay, so let's pick on a local level. At those meetings of the city council, City councils, mayors, boards of aldermen, council people, that sort of thing, do they have responsibility for appointments? They have a a tremendous responsibility for appointments. And if you think about it in a practical sense, what are the, uh, the local organizations or boards that have appointed boards of governance? Okay, right? all right. Um, so, and, and I'm thinking locally here, right? Uh, Corinth is a little bit unique because mm-hmm. we've got an appointed uh, school board mm-hmm. and an appointed su- superintendent. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like that scenario mm-hmm. for a number of reasons. I think it could be debated otherwise, but I think for us it works well, okay. right? Uh, other boards that, that are out there, um, you know, the, the local humane society, uh, the tourism board, mm-hmm. there are appointments to. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you look at something like the tourism board, mm-hmm. for instance, and there are a certain number appointed by the city and a certain number appointed by the county, mm-hmm. but they're responsible for expenditures of a large sum of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, uh, to the tune of what, half a million dollars mm-hmm. a year? Yeah. And where do they spend that money in order to get the most bang for their buck and do the things that are going to attract and promote tourism to the local area? Which means that that local board mm-hmm. has a little power. Absolutely, they do. And the people who appoint mm-hmm. that board are your elected officials. That's right. Yeah. And you, you know, need to be uh, thinking about that. Right. Uh, another one is uh, the local gas and water board here. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm uh, you know, privileged enough to be, have been appointed to, to sit on that board along, along with a number of other, other individuals. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and while, uh, you know, I, I would say there's a lot of maybe dissension and people that say, ah, oh, you know, the gas and water, they, they don't really do anything, et cetera, et cetera. Um, <laughs> Wait until the water goes out. Wait until the water goes out, right? <laughs> yeah, the sewer yeah. doesn't work, and yeah. you know, the drainage is not yeah. there, and you know, the gas line is, ooh, I smell something in my front yard. So very similar to like uh, garbage routes and mm-hmm. sewer, right, mm-hmm. and gas and water boards, mm-hmm. right, that are out there. Some mm-hmm. of them are, are done in-house, others are not, but they're called an enterprise fund. Okay. And they're meant and and uh, and uh, engaged in such a way that they want uh, those uh, boards or entities, right, mm-hmm. to kind of stand on their own, be apolitical, be apolitical, mm-hmm. and not really necessarily make a profit, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. what is it? It's a public utility meant for the public to do mm-hmm. the best good for the public. Right, right. They're not out there to make a profit. Mm-hmm. They're out there basically to break even, mm-hmm. right? Maybe have a little bit of extra money for planned Future. infrastructure and all that kind of thing. Right. So, uh, you know, things like that mm-hmm. are, I think, very important and wield a lot of power with the decision-making capacity
capacity that those individual boards have. Yeah, and so you may feel like, well, you know, I have no voice as to what happens to my uh, mm-hmm. electric bill or whatever. Right. Well, you, you think about it. The people you elect to your city mm-hmm. council could be appointing that board sure. that affects your mm-hmm. electric, electric right. bill. And so in a roundabout mm-hmm. way, actually in a direct way, yeah. your vote. Mm-hmm. You need to ask questions, you know. Uh, if, if somebody knocks on your door and they're, they're running for, for office and they're campaigning, mm-hmm. you need to be prepared to ask about these two or three things we've talked about. And I think that's one of the more important questions mm-hmm. that you should ask. Mm-hmm. You know, what are your views and what are the types of, of candidates that you would consider for some of these appointed positions? Right, right. So let's think about it. Uh, we've talked about it on the local level. Mm-hmm. What about the national level? Right. National level, there are certain mm-hmm. things, some, certain positions that the president. Right. Or you think immediately of, of the president's cabinet. Mm-hmm. Right. Those are all appointed positions. They are. You didn't elect the Secretary of Defense. Right. You didn't, you didn't. elect the Secretary mm-hmm. of State. Right. Secretary of Transportation, Mm-mm. Secretary of Energy. Mm hmm. And those, I think, have very long-reaching and lasting effects on uh, policy for the entire United States, and if not the world. Uh, That's exactly right. And all of that is encapsulated in the vote you place for the president. That's right. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Not necessarily do you like him or her and do you really think that they're a great, dynamic Mm -hmm. leader, but what's their opinion about appointments? Here's one. The Fed chair. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, here, I'm going to get all the way into your pocketbook. Okay. The front pocket where the change is and the back pocket where the dollar bills Mm -hmm. are and probably your checking account. Because Fed policy affects you. It does. You know, they go up on the interest Mm -hmm. rates. year and a half ago in America, if you wanted a 20, 30-year mortgage, what would you have paid? Uh, Two and a half percent. For somebody with good credit, uh, right now you want to same credit rating, Bubba. You yeah. got that eight eight fifty mm-hmm. number, so you ought to be able to get a really good rate. Yeah, what would you have to pay? Six and a half to seven, three four percent higher. Yeah, I'd say minimum of four percent higher. All right, so let's states. say four yeah. percent. Use that round mm-hmm. number, four percent higher, and let's say it's a two hundred thousand yeah. dollar mortgage. Mm-hmm. That's eight thousand dollars a year. More. More. That you More. Would pay. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You start dividing that by 12 and see how much money mm-hmm. that is. Now, you, do you really get mad at the Fed chair because we've gone up on interest rates? Was it necessary? There's a lot of debate there. Sure. Right? But are they hawkish? Are they dovish? Uh, what's their background? Mm-hmm. Uh, who, are, who do they train under? That appointment affects you. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about how that when the interest rates go up, it's not just your mortgage, your credit card, mm-hmm. your car payment, those things. So the average American, you know, maybe a $200,000 mortgage is not the average American, so it's back it down, say, a $100,000 mm-hmm. mortgage. That's still $4,000 more. That's right. A year, mm-hmm. which is 300 and something dollars a month. Yeah. And then what if, uh, you know, you had to buy a car and you went from mm-hmm. paying 0.9% to 3.9%. Mm-hmm. There's another few yeah. hundred dollars in credit card. And if the gasoline that you had to put in that car was was more expensive. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. guess what? You're not the only one borrowing money. Mm-hmm. Who else? 
in our society borrows money. In fact, some of us invest in these instruments. Yeah, uh, so big corporations do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a discussion with a, a high school, a couple of high school classes last week about bonds and how bond works, mm-hmm. you know? And I started that discussion before I started talking about how stocks work. Okay. And the reason I did is because the bond market is so much larger than the stock market. And people don't even realize They don't that. realize it. Because the bond market is mm-hmm. participated in by the public and the private mm-hmm. and the governmental. Right. You know, U.S. government probably didn't own a whole lot of Apple stock. Mm-hmm. But the U.S. government's issued a whole lot of bonds. They have. Huh? Yeah. And so you're exactly right. It's, uh, so what do, what do students, I mean, did their eyes glaze over as you're explaining uh, ownership and loanership and all that sort of stuff? So I, I explained it from the standpoint of the new Ford plant that's being put in over near Memphis. Okay. And they're, they're building the new uh, electric Ford F-150s, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know how much that's going to cost to put in that plant. Say it's $3 billion, right? Mm-hmm. Does Ford have $3 billion sitting in, around in cash? They may or may not. They may or may not. But Are they going to finance part of that? Probably. probably right. Which means that they're going to issue loans, right, or, mm-hmm. or take loans from people uh, to do that. Mm-hmm. So that's why I call a bond loanership. Mm-hmm. When you have invested, in this case, mm-hmm. in our example, Ford bond. Right. Uh, you basically gave them a thousand bucks, or in mm-hmm. various denomination, but or mm-hmm. iteration. But let's say a thousand dollars, and they're going to give you five percent. Yeah. Okay. And then somewhere in the future, five, ten, fifteen, twenty, thirty years, they're going to give you your thousand dollars back. Right? right. And along the way, you're going to get your five percent interest. So that all sounds like a loan. Mm-hmm. That's what happens when you go to the bank. Right. Hey, I need a thousand dollars because I got to fix the such and such, and they give you a thousand dollars, and you pay them um, principal and interest back, and hopefully at the end of a few years you're done. Mm-hmm. Same thing from the point of view of this corporation, and uh, the amount of interest that that corporation is going to have to pay you. You think it's gone up? Oh yeah. Certainly has. Because you could do something else with your $1,000, couldn't you? Well, let's look at that from a risk level, right? Now, you can argue with me all day long about how risky U.S. government bonds are, but I would say that they're (laughs) generally pretty safe investment instruments. Yeah, compared to other instruments. Compared to other things. Right, right. So when you look at a U.S. government bond as compared to a Ford bond, Mm. Ford is a private organization without taxing authority. (laughs) So therefore, the Ford bond would be seen as inherently a little bit more risky, right? right. So they would have to pay a little bit more Mm -hmm. as far as their interest payments go than, say, a government bond would. So uh, do I want to have the risk associated with a a Ford bond Mm -hmm. or potentially less risk if I buy a government bond? You've got to make that decision. You've got to make that decision. So there's your $1,000, and it's Mm -hmm. saying, hey, where are you going to put me? You're going to put me over here? I can here, get 5% gonna... with Ford, or I can get 4.5% with the U.S. government for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So elections are affecting mm-hmm. that kinds of stuff, sure. too. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming back from break, we're going to continue this discussion. Your pocketbook and elections, how are they related from the Advisors Roundtable? Thanks a lot for being here with us at the Advisors Roundtable. Certified financial planners Bubba Labus and yours truly Greg Cooley here talking about elections. General elections, local elections, midterm elections, do they really make a difference? You know, is my life going to be appreciably different? Now let's talk about that. If you're sitting at home and you 
you're a multi-millionaire. And, you know, whether interest rates change, it probably won't affect you that much. And whether, uh, you know, the stock market is really that much better or not, if you're a multi-millionaire, maybe if it's better, you're more of a multi-multi-millionaire. Right. And if it's less, you're just a millionaire, but, you know, instead of multi-millionaire. But uh, is that going to really make a difference and you know the the kind of shoes you choose and the kind of car mm-hmm. you choose probably not. So the result of election is probably not going to affect you that much. Not not necessarily over the long term, but mm-hmm. I think over the shorter term that the results of elections could could have the perceived effect. Even on a multimillionaire. Even on a multimillionaire. How is that? Seems like he just got his bed made and he's yeah. floating along. And as mm-hmm. long as we don't become uh, some kind of communist thing, yeah. we got us some sort of semblance of mm-hmm. democracy and capitalism. I'll right. be fine, Bubba. Yeah. So I'm, I'm reminded of the uh, the movie. Uh, I think it was Big Daddy with uh, Adam Sandler oh, in yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and he's got the kid out in the in the grocery store aisle, and mm-hmm. uh, you know he he's evidently a millionaire because he lives off uh, you know dividends from stocks, mm-hmm. and the kid's slamming cans of uh, you know corn and and canned goods down on the ground so that they can get a discount on them, <laughs> and he says, you know, Microsoft down two points today. <laughs> we got to get those discounts right. <laughs> As, uh, and and some of us probably have mm-hmm. that kind of uh, yeah. greedy attitude, mm-hmm. and everything has to be positive for us. But net net, does it really make that much much difference? Well, you know, when you look at uh, stock market returns, mm-hmm. I think it could be uh, significant, mm-hmm. right? When you look at elections and uh, and policies that are that are made mm-hmm. uh, from some of these appointed individuals, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm thinking most recently there was announced a merger between Kroger and Albertsons, two very very mm-hmm. large. Mm-hmm. Grocery store chains, right? Right. And they're worried about uh, these two organizations coming together and being able to price out smaller competitors and basically having a monopoly. Mm-hmm. It, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Federal Trade Commission, that sort of thing, are looking into these things. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it's justified, but, you know, it's worth the discussion, I think. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, why, why the mechanism is there in the first place, right? right? right. Standard oil and all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff going back years and years. Sure. The, uh, mm-hmm. you know, various big families and, and Vanderbilts and whatever. Right. right. Okay. But, you know, you look at overall elections, uh, that especially with the midterm elections that we've got happening. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I would say I'm going to overgeneralize this. But I think that the stock market actually does better when you've got different uh, parties in either the House or the White House. Oh, really? Or the Senate. So you're saying... I'd have to go back and and do some research on it. But it just feels like... It feels like... Okay. And and why is that? Mm-hmm. You know, because if you've got Democrats in the White House and Republicans in the House or vice versa, mm-hmm. anything that's going to be passed has to be vetted and typically has to be pretty good in order for them to pass it. Oh. Whereas if you've got all Democrats or all Republicans in, in, in control of Congress in the White House, okay. they can really pass their agenda and do really whatever they want. Good or bad. Good or bad. And um, do you think that the stock market seems to like uh, the the I, grid I, gridlock. And I the think the stock market likes the gridlock. Okay, 
It, it likes the, the mm-hmm. things not to change too much. Sure. It, it helps uh, you uh, place your bets. Mm-hmm. Huh? Absolutely. Handle your risks. Yeah. I mean, you just think about it, and, and I'm not equating the stock mm-hmm. market to, to Las Vegas or whatever here, but let's just say that you go to Las Vegas and you got a thousand dollars, you're going to put it on this weekend's football game. Well, then, you know, you, you want to know pretty well that mm-hmm. uh, this side over here, exactly who's going to be starting and playing for mm-hmm. them. And this side over here, is their roster pretty, pretty and, and, a, and an injury can make a, all the difference sure in the world, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is a change which would affect how you mm-hmm. laid your money. Right. And you're saying that that affects the same with the stock market, huh? It does, yeah. If they change taxes on me mm-hmm. in the midstream, if they change policy, if they change mm-hmm. regulations, right, uh, which gets back to appointments, yeah, those could all have uh, effects and la- probably lasting effects on the overall American public. Mm-hmm. Probably and and probably the world economy, if you think of oh, it from yes. that perspective. Yeah, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. And here's another thing I think that our our voice and our votes affect especially coming from our elected officials. And that is sometimes they set the tone. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they set the narrative. Sometimes they set the attitude, right or wrong. But you need to think about that. Uh, you know, you may personally kind of feel like you like left or right. Mm-hmm. You need to think, if those people get in there and they set the tone, what's that going to say to my children? Mm-hmm. What kind of position is that going to put us in with the world? Right. Um, setting the tone is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that at home parents set the tone? Absolutely they do. Or they should. They should. Yeah. Okay. What are the rules? What are the expectations? What's the standard? Who's decided mm-hmm. on the discipline, all, all of that sort sure. of stuff? How much money is available for this mm-hmm. and for that? And when we're going to go on vacation? All of that is setting the tone. And setting the tone for the next few years may say something to the world. Sure. May say something to your pocketbook. Mm-hmm. Because maybe we do need a bit, a little bit more inwardly focused yeah. or maybe we need to be more internationally focused yeah. and realize how that affects us yeah. every day mm-hmm. look at what this war over in ukraine has mm-hmm. done and it's affected grain prices and oil prices and lots of mm-hmm. other things related to supply chain and if you've got somebody with an attitude of laissez-faire and we don't care um Maybe that affects your pocketbook. Have you noticed over the last six months, two years, that certain things have increased in price? Certainly. I think everybody has. Yeah. And how we respond to that may may come from the attitude Mm -hmm. and the tone and the policies of whoever Mm -hmm. you vote. And now let's talk about uh, the attitude I have when I go to the poll. You think that most people go the attitude because they want to vote Phil in. They're all about Phil and his policies and his attitude, who he's going to appoint, what he's going to do with my taxes. Or you think they're there about I'm against Bubba. I I think it's a little bit of both. Oh, really? Right. And I think it's probably more the latter. Mm. Yeah. 
And it's it's anticipated during this election cycle on a on a federal level that mm-hmm. uh, that the Republicans will take the the House and the Senate. Okay. And uh, you know the prognosticators out there are are, are calling for that, right? Mm-hmm. And is that more of um, of the American public saying, "Hey, we don't like the way things are going now, mm-hmm. or we want things to go better in the future"? Mm-hmm. Uh, who knows, yeah. right? Well, I'll tell you what I know. Uh, through my over 60 years of living, it's a whole lot easier for me to tell you what I'm against and what I don't like mm-hmm. and what I, you know, am, am against as opposed to telling you who I am mm-hmm. and what I'm for. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And many people, I think, will go to the polls and they'll, it's almost a negative thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm against that. Mm-hmm. That's probably resounds with elected officials. Mm -hmm. It does. But also, if I'm for something, that resounds too. Mm -hmm. Either way, your vote is needed. Sure. And your vote makes a difference. Now, it doesn't just make a difference in your local politics and your local tone and your local appointments, but it also makes a difference on the international Mm -hmm. side. And we, we, we have to be engaged and this whole show today was about two things. First of all, encouraging you to be engaged. But secondly, um, to take that awareness, because you got to be aware of something before you're engaged, but take that awareness and realize what it's doing to your pocketbook. Sure. And all that came to you from the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio. Discussion and content expressed by the host of the Advisors Roundtable are intended to be received as news, educational, and entertainment or unit items and are not to be accepted by the listener as legal, investment, insurance, or tax advice. Opinions and views will be expressed by guests of the Advisors Roundtable, and those opinions and views are those of the guests alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Advisors Roundtable host or any of its affiliated radio stations. All information provided is educational in nature and is not intended to be acted upon without first consulting the appropriately licensed professional of your choosing. Before acting upon any information obtained during an advisor's roundtable broadcast, an individual should understand matters are extremely tax-specific and require advice tailored to individual facts and needs. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Andrew Labus are registered representatives of S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated. Securities offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Ignite Planners LLC. Ignite Planners LLC is not affiliated with S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated.